our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razaban for IFL TV in association with MTK Global with me on this Monday, cold, gloomy, dark evening. The knowledge himself, Mr. Spencer Ferron. Spence, I, I would normally say it's been a long time, but it hasn't. <laughs> How are we doing? I'm, I'm really good. Um, even better for speaking to you, Raz. So, salam alaikum. Um, how's the family? How are the children? As always, I always ask. Every, everybody's good. I'm blessed, highly favoured. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good, my friend. Spencer, as we enter the last fight week of the year uh, with Anti Joshua and Kubrat Pule, before we touch on that fight, I just want to roll back to to last week where we saw uh, Anthony Yard against Lyndon Arthur, uh, a great technical fight, a uh, kind of fight for the purists because it was based on the jab. Um, I know you know Anthony Yard very well. You know Tunde Ajayi very, very well as well. How did you score the fight? Let me ask you first. Um, I, 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 I didn't really score it because I, didn't, I, I watched it live, but I watched it off of someone's link from, from Instagram. So I'm not going to call the person's name, right? That's how I watched it, right? And from, from what I was seeing, it was... It was a very, very close fight. So therefore, and this is me, my honest, humble opinion. If I didn't know at me yard, I just got to speak as it, as it was. Uh, it was a close fight and close fights are not robberies. You know what I mean? Close fights are close fights. But, and when you have close rounds, this is the next thing. When you have close rounds, you can go with the narrative, it's a close round when we should give it to the champion. Or it's a close round, we should give it to the guy that is pressing the fight. But if you think about it, Lyndon Arthur was trying educated jabs. I've got to give him that. And what you can do, and fair play to Pat Barrett, my, my, he's my really good friend, Pat Barrett, so I can't say anything bad about him. My really good friend. And, I, and they, had a, they had a game plan. They stuck to their game plan. Um, but then also sometimes judges won't know how to judge the style that's being demonstrated by 
and say, yeah, that's why we had a disparity in, in, in the decision where one person, in Ian John Lewis, thought they understood the style of somebody coming forward and he had it very wide for any yard. Uh, and the other two judges had it, um, Lyndon Arthur winning by one point, who were fair judges. They gave it to him by one point. So therefore, you have to ask yourself, if Andy Yard had tried to open up round 10, 11, and 12, just by opening up and letting his hands go, well, then he could have won. And that's not taking nothing away from Lyndon Arthur. Lyndon Arthur boxed a very, very good fight. And what I'm saying is that we shouldn't, we, 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 we shouldn't take away nothing from Lyndon Arthur. Linda Alpha box, excellent. And, and, and the next thing, I'll just be real. If, and, and, and he's my guy, right? And he's been for a lot this year, you know what I mean? But he's a warrior and he's still wanting to go and fight. But in, in the same thing, Linda Alpha's been for a lot. Now, I think he lost his brother when he was like a young kid and all this. He's been for a lot, man. And, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know Linda Alpha nowhere near as good. I've only met Linda Alpha once. But it was all love. I've got a lot of time. I've got a lot of time for Linda Alpha and Zelfa Barrett as well. So... It's one of them ones. Uh, when fights are close, don't scream robbery. Because if Lyndon Arthur could go 12 rounds with you, Lyndon Arthur won the fight because he went 12 rounds. The narrative of the fight was Andy Yard should knock out this guy. He's meant to knock out this guy. He's a world-class guy. Andy Yard went 12 rounds with, with a guy that he should have knocked out. Right? There's no disrespect to Lyndon Arthur. I'm just saying, you should have knocked out because that was a narrative that everyone's going around with. I was thinking, hey, I don't see much of Lyndon Arthur. Yeah, you know what I mean? One common opponent, uh, Spellman, and he actually stop him. And, and he didn't. So therefore, and also, you, you, when somebody's trying to jab at you, when someone's trying to jab at you, and you're not pressing your will because you're the shorter man, then it, it, it could be, in the eyes of the judges who are not used to seeing all this slipping and moving and fainting and stuff like that. They're not used to seeing it. Because that's not something that is demonstrated thoroughly in a British ring. But if you're doing all of that, then you've got to throw three or four punches. Because at least two of them are going to hit. And unfortunately, Andy Yard wasn't doing that because nothing wasn't telling. No, no hurtful shots were coming to him. And to, to um, Arthur's credit, he was thinking, I'm just going to poke at the fire, but I don't want to ignite the flame. And that's what he did. He poked, he poked, he poked, and he finally was working for him. So, you know what I mean? I've got to give credit to him, uh, and that's that. Because what I'm not going to get on is like, it was a robbery. It wasn't a robbery. Close fights are close fights. Do you know what I mean? But the thing about it is this, I know any y'all can do better than that. So that's what I'm saying. Close fights are close fights. Take what it is as what it is. Do you know what I mean? And, and... And be gentlemanly in it. Do you know what I mean? Because I know Anthony Yard. I know him very well. Calls me uncle. He knows Tundi's my guy. Irrespective of how everyone's trying to jump on Tundi right now, like, oh, this and that. How it goes is this. When you're unconventional, if things come off, you're a genius. If they don't, then you're an idiot. That's just life. But we shouldn't take away nothing from, from uh, Arthur. He fought a very, very good game plan. Uh, he boxed very well, very sneaky. Uh, and that's it. And I, and I urge any young boxer just to watch loads of fights. I'm not talking old fights. And I'm not talking Mayweather, uh, uh, like 
10 years ago, like old fans, I'm saying watch fights, constantly have fights. Any young guy, any fighter, you know what I say to guys? Have boxing in your house on constantly. 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 You're a fighter. Have it on constantly. You know what I mean? Well, you got on constantly, and I'm talking like great fighters. Go back. Like, I love calling the murder of I love calling it as a chance. I love calling it Archimor. I love calling all of these guys, but you know what I mean? Nino Benvenuti, the former uh, middleweight watcher, go have these fights just constantly on. You know what I mean? Uh, Wilfred Benitez, go have these fights. Not just the big name stars like the Arlies and the Mike Tyson. No, there were guys who, who became, became champions, who became, sorry there, um, that was undefeated podcast trying to get an interview with me as well, right? I'm saying to you guys, but I'm on, I'm on you guys. I'm on you guys' channel right now, so I've got a big old IFL. Right, so that's that's what I'm saying. So it's what was it? Chris Eubank said after he fought Michael Watson the first fight, and they're still phoning me. Right, Chris Eubank, Chris Eubank said after fighting Michael Watson in the first fight, leading up to their second fight, in the lead up to their second fight, which was uh, September '91. Right, and he said. Uh, Eubank said, if, um, if you had beaten me, I wouldn't uh, begrudge you the win. Do not begrudge me the win. Simple things. Don't begrudge no one of their, you know what I mean? Uh, and I understand where they're coming from because in their mind, and he was right to say, you know what, I won the fight by eight rounds. He's right to say it for him. That's how he saw it. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, close fights are close fights. Close fights are not robberies. Spent there's a lot of talk about uh, Arthur's right hand. Uh, we heard his his trainer coach say to him, "Throw the right hand," and he said he couldn't land it. Is what he said. <sighs> we saw before the fight, uh, Twitter was going mad, saying that he may have hurt his fight. He, sorry, may have hurt his right hand during the warm up. We have come to know that after the fight, his his coach and himself have said that there was a problem with his right hand. Tunde obviously talked about this during, I believe, the eighth round and he's getting a lot of criticism to say why didn't he spot this earlier is it just something that he missed is it something that he didn't focus on what listen was I can't listen I'm going to be 100 yeah I can't I can't call uh, what Tundi missed or what he never missed you know what I mean you're going to have to ask Tundi right but what I do know is this if somebody's not throwing the right hand at you right they're not throwing it that means that you can be in range to slip over, being in this direction range of a right hand and throw your left hook. So I'm just saying simple fundamentals. What I saw is one man demonstrated the fundamentals of boxing, understanding to the understanding of two of the judges of the three. And that's why he got the decision, because he was fighting in a way where the judges could comprehend. They could comprehend the things that he was doing. They necessarily couldn't comprehend the things that anti-yard was doing. So therefore, as far as they're concerned, as far as as far as they're concerned, um, guys are we're gonna give that round to the guy that was just trying to jab. Reason why? Because when you walk into any boxing gym, you know the first thing you're taught? How to stand, how to hold your hands up, and the first punch that you're taught is the jab. Alright? I don't want to bore you guys with history, but the man that originated the jab was a man called Joel Gans. And Joel Joe Gans was the first black American world champion at featherweight. So don't want to bore you lot. 
Um, but Joe Gans, Fever, sorry, Fever and Lightweight. So, you know, it is, you know what I mean? It is what it is. You know what I mean? Spencer, do you feel like the fact that we live in this Floyd Mayweather era where fighters all of a sudden think that the zero is so important, the zero must stay on my record. If I have a zero, I'll get more sponsorship deals, I'll get more endorsements. But fighters need to realise the greatest of greatest lost fights, four fights, five fights, six fights. And when they lost, they learned from those fights. Well, unfortunately, this new era that we're living in, this tweet, text, IG era, it is, unfortunately, people are very uh, ostentatious. And we forget, I mean, great fighters lose. Great fighters come back, right? They can only, they can only, you only call that like, oh, well, Floyd Mayo because he highlighted it to say, oh, I've never lost a fight. And people seem to forget. And a lot of fighters are, are looking at or watching Floyd Mayo uh, as, a, as a welterweight. You mean, go watch Floyd Mayo with a foot gay. You mean, go watch, you mean, go watch the Floyd Mayo of the Endu fight, who's at lightweight. That man was a demon. Do you know what I mean? That, like, in later life, Floyd could slow down the pace and know, like, right, I have done all my past groundwork so I can stay there, I can pop a jab, I can do, and I can steal rounds just by the presence of Floyd Mayover. Certain fighters are not there yet. So that means that you've got to let your hands go. It's as simple as that. Let your hands go. Study more boxing, study your craft more, brush yourself off. You'll come back from this because... That fight was more what Anthony Yard didn't do to what um, Lyndon Arthur did do. And there's no disrespect to Lyndon Arthur because I rate the guy. And when I mean I rate the guy, I rate him. Him and Zolfa Barrett, I like Zolfa Barrett a lot. You know what I mean? I remember I was being trolled by some idiot who was making all these little stupid videos. This, this some black guy, some stupid, calling me everything under, I'm Uncle Tom, I'm this, I'm blah. And we was at a fight. We was at a fight. I think Joshua Bratz was fighting. And um, a guy who I know, EJ Boxing Live, said, oh, that's that guy who's been slagging you off, right? So I looked, I said, is it that? So I said, people, I went up to the guy, confronted the guy. He made videos about Johnny Nelson and Chris Eubank, calling them Uncle Tom's. Don't worry, you can call them that. Don't never call me that. So I said, is it really? So I've gone up to the guy, seriously, I'm going to smash him to bits. Right? I said, where's your mouth now? And it was Zolfa Barrett. And at the time, I didn't know that it was... Uh, uh, Arthur, Lyndon Arthur, I didn't know. You know what I mean? This, Spence, you're a big man in the thing, you know, it's loud, this thing, loud, this idiot. And that was that. But the guy dooded himself. So see who do little trolls? When you confront them, it's a whole different thing. So that is what it is. That's why, you know what I mean? I like the kid. You know what I mean? I remember lobbying for Pat Barrett, he's training manager, he's training manager, lobbying for Pat Barrett to get his license when, when he was being refused by the, the, the area council of, of where he's from. He's been refused. I lobbied for him. I spoke to a couple guys in the board of control. He got overturned and he got his license. Pat Brown was quick to tell everybody this. So, yeah, I mean, I've got a love for all of these guys. But what I do know is that he will, Andy Yard will come back. Spence, obviously we're, we're in fight week. Anti Joshua returns back. Um, the question I want to ask Spence is, there's been a lot of talk about Tyson Fury. With Eddie Hearns come out and said, Tyson Fury should be ringside for this fight. We've agreed the 50-50 split. We've, agree the two-fight principal deal for, for next year. If you go back to the Ruiz one fight, there's a lot of talk about Deontay Wilder. 
uh, I spoke to Matthew Macklin yesterday and he said when we did the fighters meeting uh, with Joshua during the Ruiz one fight week, we had about two or three questions about Andy Ruiz. Everything was about Wilder, Wilder, Wilder. And Andy Joshua admits himself that he took his eye off Ruiz and he was focusing on what was coming next. Could we potentially see that again this time around? Because there's a lot of talk about Fury, Fury. Never. 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 I think... Anthony Joshua learns from criticism. That's one thing I'm known about him. You know what I mean? Um, he learns from criticism. He takes it in. He's a very intelligent man. So, no. I think he knows... I think he's done it before. So, once bitten, twice shy. He's taken his eye off the ball before. He came second best in the... In the, in the fight uh, last year, June. So I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think he's going to go out there. He knows he's got a job to go and do. And let's see that he goes out and does it. Uh, Pulev is not an easy fight. Pulev very vastly experienced. Um, and he's, he's clever. He's a very, very clever Bulgarian. So don't take nothing for chances. But I still see Andy Joshua winning that fight. Bob Arum's absolutely convinced Kubrat Pulev is going to ruin the party. Well, he's going to say that. Bob Brown's going to say that. If Bob Brown had Andy Joshua, that if you say that. So, you know what I mean? Um, and he's, he's entitled his opinion. He's a worldly wise man. Uh, but, you know, he did famously say, like, yeah, I was lying then, but today I'm telling the truth. Right? So, you know what I mean? Bob Brown's a, Bob is, is, is legendary in the sport, but I don't necessarily have to agree with everything that he says. And he's going to have his opinion. And I'm saying... Fair play to Bob Arum. Um, so it is what it is. Spence, I'll end on this. Over the recent weeks, recent years, we've seen a lot of exhibition fights, celebrity YouTubers getting in the ring. Now, last week we saw Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, which, which they say did about between 1.2 and 1.5 million buys. We're, we're okay. hearing about uh, a holy field. Yeah, and can, I, can I just say this? Can I just say this? Um... That's the combined age of 105, Roy Jones and Mike Tyson. And then a certain 23-year-old box the other day, and those two old men show better head movement than a 23-year-old. It makes you kind of wonder that the fundamentals have been taken away from boxing. So when I see certain people demonstrating the fundamentals, meaning the purest, of the skills that I've been brought up to, to, to adore, then I have to rate that. So seeing those two old men demonstrate, and it was entertaining. You know what I mean? And it was actually, it was actually nice to see, and nobody got hurt, so it was nice. But I know what you're going to talk about. I'm not interested in talking about Floyd Mayova and, and Paul Logan, Logan, Paul, whatever his name is. I, I don't know the guy's name. Yeah, but I, I understand uh, that. No. And I'm not asking you to give me a prediction of your thoughts, but... No, I'm not a prediction. I'm just but, not... but what I'm saying is there's a, there's a lot of hate towards Floyd for doing this, but you know, you, you're a historian here, not me, but the greats, Ali, Sugar Ray, they all partook. Chavez, Sugar Ray who? Sugar Ray who? Leonard. Leonard did an exhibition with who? I can't remember the name, but he did an exhibition. With who? I have to Google it. I don't know the name. Right. Leonard never made no exhibition. Ali. Generating a, Ali had that with Anoki Tavitinia. in 1976. Right? They, right. they can have, you know what I mean? Uh, George Foreman famously had a, uh, a five-man contest, but he knocked out all five guys. But what I'm saying is I'm not interested in it because it's, it's deviating from the sport. This is not actually boxing. This is something else. Do you know what I mean? This is, a, this is, this is the entertainment. You know what I mean? And 
where Floyd's smart to the fact that Floyd may ever say, well, you know what, I can't fight these young cats no more. Because you can't. Right? So he's saying, you know what, what I'm going to do, my name still brings in numbers. So there's Logan Paul, Paul Logan, whatever his name is. He brings in numbers. He's a big YouTuber. So you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll go do exhibition with you. It's going to generate mad money and Floyd's going to earn. And Floyd's living up to, to his mantra of money me. So I can't knock him for that. I've got to congratulate him for that because it's a very, very smart tactical business move by Floyd Mayweather. But to the genre of me saying like, oh, well, this is a boxing match and like, is this going to be competitive or all the rest of it? Give me a break, man. Yeah, I mean, if Conor McGregor wasn't competitive and Floyd Mayweather carried Conor McGregor, come on, let's be real. He carried him before he stopped him. Right? Come on, let's just call it as it is. So it's been funny, end of this, um, this time last year, Errol Spence was involved in a horrific car accident. We thought we'd never see him in the ring again. Um, he calls himself the truth. He could have come back and taken a very easy fight and no one would have said anything. He went in there with a tough, tough Danny Garcia. What do you make of his performance? And do you feel like with everything you're hearing, we're never going to see an Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford fight? No, we will see Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford fight because it's never all to happen, right? It, we will see that fight. Um, I just know we're going to see that fight. There's no ifs or buts. As long as they both keep winning, we will see that fight. Um, because bottom line is going to generate enough money for, for both sides or parties to say, yeah, or allegedly, like, what's it, Terrence Crawford's contract's up for the renewal with top rank. He may jump ship. We don't know. You know what I mean? If Terrence Crawford got any sense, he'd come and speak to MTK Global, let them broker the deal for him. But anyway, that is, that is I'm just being 100. I'm telling you how it goes, right? So, uh, that fight is going to happen. I was very impressed with with Errol Spence, but he did he did do nothing that I didn't think that he was not going to do. I, I knew he was going to go do this. Uh, but the reason why I thought the fight was going to be a little bit more intriguing because if you look at Danny Garcia, any fight that goes to fight him, you see the best Danny Garcia. That just shows us just how strong Errol Spence is. He's ridiculously strong. He's a very, very good fighter. And God bless him for coming back from that car crash. And, and he must have demons or mental demons in his head. And it's, it's a pleasure that he surpassed him as well. All right? He did say himself, I'm staying away from Ferraris and just going to invest in horses. Yeah, exactly. Spencer Perron, IFL TV, thank you very much. Yeah, cool. And you know, I end it. Assalamu alaikum. I'm up to Allah. I can't talk to my Muslim brothers and sisters. And let's spread love and peace to everyone regardless of your skin tone, sexual preference, race or religion. You know what I mean? Because love's the key. And that's the truth. All right? IFL, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.